What's up, man? <laughs> Open up, man. <laughs> now you're doing better anymore. You just crack it up. Because now I'm laughing. Okay, okay. Clean take. Clean take. Yeah, you gotta sound really distressed. Yo, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? Open up, man. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I really is that exactly what he says, by yeah, the way? Cause open up, man. He's like, yo man. Hey man. Okay, so we're open up, man. So we're referencing the um beginning of the music video for uh uh, uh It Wasn't Me by uh, uh Shaggy. Shaggy. Shaggy and, and um what was his name? Uh Rick Rock? Rick Rock. I I, I kept wanting to say Rock roll, or <laughs> I, I think I think rock roll might have been the name of the rock and roll celebrity on the Flintstones, if you can believe it. <laughs> oh wow, that was See, the level of puns on that show. That's not just the opening of the video; that's on the song. Really? So when you hear it on the radio, and it's like 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 the instrumental opening. You hear the fucking, like, the door and everything. Oh, yeah. What's up, man? Open up, man. <laughs> Yo, man. You let it catch you? <laughs> I don't know how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> he just stumbles through. This guy in any way in charge of his own life like this. <laughs> oh, well, just say it wasn't you. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's, at first, he's so willing to go along with this, uh, with this suggestion of his. He is the most, uh, what is the credulous motherfucker? Like, he's just like, I mean, okay, yeah, whatever the last person in the room says i mean all right that's that's how he was so easily tempted to cheat on his girlfriend he was just like I don't know, okay <laughs> he didn't even think twice <laughs> but as, as you and todd pointed out like it's one of the very few instances of like at the end he's just like nah dude this advice is actually pretty whack <laughs> wait wait a minute this is stupid <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're talking about uh what's that uh, um you may think that you're a player but you're completely lost oh <laughs> burnt his friend shaggy who for the past three minutes took time out of his day to offer him subpar advice yeah it's like all right look you're the one who fucked up here like don't act like you're so great <laughs> <laughs> it's like well fucking fine yeah. later <laughs> yeah like it's not my life bye exactly i didn't cheat on my girlfriend <laughs> Well, you you don't know that. I've got he, he's got what, he's got a fucking harem in his fucking house. Oh yeah, that's a, that is true. I don't yeah. think that's an issue. Mister Bombastic seems to have it pretty under control. Mm. All's going pretty fantastic for Mister Bombastic. For Mister, I can only name three songs out of his entire. Can I reference, by the way? How the fall from grace of uh, Rick Roll, whatever his name is. Rick Rock? Uh, yes. Uh, he goes from, oh man, I fucking, I, I cheated on my girl, I'm gonna go see Shaggy for help. To, if you remember, in the music video for Angel, he's just like a fucking bag boy at a hotel working for Shaggy. I, you know, all I remember from that music video was uh, uh, the, the badly drawn angels. I don't remember that. Yeah. I just remember the fact that 
He's in the video, but I don't think he's on the song at all. <laughs> he's just there like, hey, remember him from the other hit? The reason why that interested me in particular is that recently, you know, I have this uh, lo-fi channel I listen to on Spotify. And mm. like, not, not channel, but, you know, it has like recommended like, oh, you listen to this a lot. So, you know, listen to this. There's this one song on there that like Lo-Fi frequently uses random samples from things. And there's one song that samples the uh, Jim Napodi thing by Eric Sadie that Janet Jackson used on that one song. Uh, you know, all right, baby, come and pass my way. I got to get someone to come. I love it. Yeah, baby. Come. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, that does sound familiar. Yeah. And like halfway through the song, you hear a little boom, 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 mm. boom, boom. Well, that's from like this old classical piece that Janet Jackson heard when she was like a kid or something like that. And she oh. asked one of the producers, like, "Hey, could you, you know, this sounds really cool. Put it in the song sometime." And they're like, "Okay." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's this song on Lo-Fi that I listen to, and it randomly comes up, and I can't remember the name of it, but it randomly plays that sample, and then in the background, I hear a. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, it kind of sounds like the beginning of the, that Gorillaz music video. Like, uh, you know, for um, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah, but like just played in an odd time. You know what I'm saying? Mm, and I was like, yeah. are they just like specifically sampling things from like the 2000s? And I think I remember the title of the song had like something to do with like Turn to the Millennium or something like that. And I, and like at the beginning of the song, there's another lo-fi, like, I mean, uh, there's another part of the song. Like at the beginning, you hear this guy who's going like, yo, man. Amen. Yo, man. And it sounds like the guy Yo. from that music video. Uh, sounds like the guy from, uh, sounds like Rick Rock. That's pretty dope. I would never think to sample that personally. Because yeah. why would you? I come across like lo-fi songs that will like remix popular like rap songs from like the mid 2000s randomly. Like mm. there's this one song I listened to. Uh, I'm listening to it. And then a minute in like Fireman by Lil Wayne starts playing. But it's like <laughs> this new remix beat, and I'm just like, huh, all right. <laughs> now I'll let this keep going. This, is, this isn't too bad. There's one called The Girl I Haven't Met Yet, parentheses, Bisquick Flip by Q, Q Daisia Beats. Q, oh. Q Daisy Beats. It's called The Girl I Haven't Met Yet, but when you listen to it, it's a remix of that. Ooh, I fall apart. Post Malone. And it actually sounds kind of cool <laughs> the way they remix it. Like, look it up, man. <laughs> look it up, man. Yeah, hey, man. Open Yo, it up, man. man. <laughs> you know, I never got into Post Malone. I never really dug him. Me neither. But, I mean, the White Iverson was not a very good first impression in my eyes. It was just like, this is just kind of boring. I I liked Circles maybe the first and second time I heard it. Now I'm just done. I actually really enjoy Sunflower. Like, that has uh, two of my yeah. least favorite rappers in the game right now on it. And yet somehow, them together, it just feels like this, like, this flying, like, floating, slowly floating blimp that's playing this beat. You know what I mean? Boom, boom. You know, the way the beat is, like, really bouncy, but kind of slow at the same time, you know? I don't get pop radio's approach of we're going to play, like, seven songs and that's it. Because how does... How do... How do listeners listening to to top 40 radio on a regular basis not just get completely burnt out? 
on these songs and just never want to hear them again. Look, that's why you got to go over to your boy's station edge channel. <laughs> I guess so. Movie play. Yeah. yeah. I really do think about that. Like, I, I think I've talked about this before, right? <laughs> Where I'm just like, man, the thing that I'm doing is really fun. And it's like, I do try to listen to radio every now and then. It's just like, God damn, it's the same songs I've already fucking heard. I don't, I don't know if I left it in last week or not, but I remember you mentioning that because of station head and all that, you'd like heard Devo songs you'd never heard of because the radio yeah. doesn't play Devo outside Whip It. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they had other hits, so it's not like I blame them. Of course, play the hit everyone knows. But like, I'd ask this on Twitter. It's like a favorite band of yours or just like whatever. And it just so happens that the song they're best known for is your favorite song. And I can't think of a single band for me that that is the case for. Yeah, like, you know, uh, all right, Outkast for me, like, that's, you know, uh, Hey Ya is their biggest song. Yeah. But you would. Is it your favorite? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. And I'm sitting here, like, talking heads. Oh, yeah. This is what made me think about it. When David Byrne. Uh, was the musical guest on Saturday Night Live. And I saw people say, hey, David Byrne broke out a fucking Talking Heads song. And I was like, I mean, it's it's probably going to be Once in a Lifetime. Mm-hmm. And, it, and of course, it, it was Once in a Lifetime. <laughs> because it's the outside burning down the house. Oh, yeah. It's probably their best known song. And, like, neither are my favorite song of theirs but it's like does that mean that the other material is really great or are you just nerds music nerds (laughs) or or is the burnt out factor is does Mm, that play yeah 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 like would that be my favorite if it wasn't but but no probably not what do you think gorilla's best known song is I think their best known song is uh, Feels oh, Good Feel Ink. Good Ink. Yeah. yeah. I knew the answer before I even finished asking it. Yeah. But if you were to be like the cool kid in the room, you know what I'm saying, in fourth grade or whatever, yeah, you'd say Clint Eastwood, you know. Clint Eastwood, as someone who's not too big into the gorillas, is my favorite song of theirs. But mm-hmm. yeah, not their best known. Not anymore. Yeah. Not after Feel Good Ink. And I really wish that, uh, all my life, I I wish that would have superseded it, you know what I mean? But I feel like that one didn't get as much love, you know? Was that the one... Uh, with with the pizza? (laughs) We wish we own house, land, cars, and bikes. (laughs) Oh, oh yeah, I was trying to think if that was the boxing glove one, or the one... Oh, oh, no, you're thinking of... The video was the guy who's dancing at the very beginning. He's like, you barely have time to register. Then he's just like some cool guy. He's like, hey, look at me. I'm a ch- some chud fucker. And then he just gets like punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Everyone, I saw that. I just busted out laughing. Like, you you barely got a second to realize, like, who he was. And it was just fucking. <laughs> there was that. There was the interactive music video where they were, like, in a haunted house. That was pretty dope. Yeah, the uh, the one you were talking about is the one with uh, uh, it, the spotlight or strobe light. When, when your time is... Da, 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 da. Oh! Light. That one. Yeah. Um, and, 
and where he keeps going, are you obsidian? It's <laughs> <is> like, what? <laughs> what song was the one with Jack Black? Yeah, that was from this past year. Uh, I don't want this isolation. Um, oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. I like that one. No, a song for our times. A song for the zeitgeist, indeed. <laughs> We've got two listener-requested albums we're going to tackle this week. No hip-hop to be seen this week. Mm. Uh, do you want to start with your boy, Bug? What, with my boy? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this album, The Rough Draft by Bug Hunter, was requested by Jules of the Rifcoms Discord and always in our live streams and all that. No stranger to Jules. So, to Jules, I'm just going to ask, please take a seat real quick, Jules. What? Uh, I'm speaking directly to Jules. Oh, okay, okay. So, yes, please. A-B conversation. Why? Whoa, uh, wait, now, hold on. Are we going going after your boy? Are we going after... My boy! Mr. uh, Bugs... Bug Hunter McGee? Bugs Malone? (laughs) Bugs Malone? (laughs) Bugsy Malone? Since, Since when is Bug... Bug? My boy. He was your boy a second ago. No, um... So I'm guessing all, you you were feeling it. Uh... <laughs> Hell no! Um, oh man! Okay. Oh, oh no! The great falling out of the <laughs> the podcast. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> oh, okay. This, this tears it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Look, I'm, I'm gonna throw it over to you first because now, now I'm curious. You were you really fucking with this? I had a good time. <laughs> Come on. It was, you know, it was kitschy. It was a little. It was a little Juno. You know what I'm saying? It was a little Diablo Cody. But you know, it was fun. I can't. I can't hit on it. The first song, "Dear Mr. McCracken," which is like, oh fuck yeah, uh, McCracken. Do you just not like? I, I think you just don't like this. Uh, you know, uh, uh, what, what, what's his name? Dude was in Scott Pilgrim. Twee, uh, no, Michael Sarah. No, no, no. You have got me wrong, sir. I really do like that fucking vein. It's just that this, to me, was so, like, irritating. And I didn't think it was charming. Just the the constant self-awareness of how bad he is was just like, come on, dude. Get off it. This, to me, was a cross-section between... Lucas Graham. Oh no! <laughs> Lucas Graham! 1,000 years old. older. But da, 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 da. No, you doing him dirty? <laughs> it's a cross section between Lucas Graham and your boy Hobo Johnson. But it doesn't <laughs> fucking work. Oh man, that's cold blooded. No, I liked uh, the first track, Dear Mr. McCracken, which was like basically about like, oh, you know, I was on an airplane, and, you know, I saw someone uh, writing a letter to someone, and uh, of course, you know, I took a little peek at that shit, and I saw the, the you know, it, it's like the storytelling sort of, you know, singer where, you know, the singer songwriter shit, right? You know, I'm going to write really intricately about the story and, and this quirky little thing that happened that I, this little piece of slice of life that I happened to, you know, witness. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was kind of cool. And then, like, at the end, she, like, you know, erases it. She's like, oh, you know, like, man, what, what is this woman going through where she has to, you know, erase it? Like, what complex emotions is this person going through? I thought it was, like, a, you know, a nice little tale. You know what I mean? The lyrics 
can be on most of these tracks. The only thing I actually like, mm. um, his singing style can fuck right off. Oh He's, man. I kind I'm kind of almost talk rapping to I'm going to add a little bit of vibrato on my voice for the a little later a little later it got kind of silly and, in one of the tracks. Oh, and but don't get me wrong. Fast forward to possibly actually no. The best song on the album in my opinion, Disco in the Panic Room. He actually says because vocally, I'm not the best. I'll openly admit that. Because if you cared, I doubt you would have made it past McCracken. And yeah, dude, <laughs> if this wasn't a fucking listener request, I wouldn't have. I probably would have bailed at McCracken. Self-deprecating, self-aware, quirky white dude. Oh, I'm such a nerd. Let me tell you about how much of a nerd I am. Look, man, that shit got old. I don't fucking care, dude. I enjoyed Point to Prove. I enjoyed that one. I I enjoyed that in the sense of like a if you're listening to it and like it kind of gets in your spirit and you're like yeah you know what I I'm a I've dealt with this and I've dealt with that and I am gonna get up and you know what I'm saying it's it, it's that type of song you know you you don't think about it in terms of who's writing it you just think about it in terms of like how you can look at it and and helping your journey and shit you know it's music is therapy I guess or some shit. <laughs> there are a lot of tracks on here where he almost fucking does it. Uh, Dear McCracken is one. The vibe I got from that one, just to go back, like, it felt like he's on a plane, he sees someone writing a letter on, on their laptop, he decides to be a total fucking creep, and watch <laughs> as, they, as they write this letter, and just the fucking, oh god, how, how you didn't eye roll at, um, uh, something like, the letter starts, Dear McCracken, oh, th- uh, this is already great. He's got a cool last name. Oh, <laughs> come on, on Bug. <laughs> Shut up, Bug. But it felt like he had this real-life experience of watching someone write a, a kind of interesting letter, and then it was like, is this an interesting enough story to write a whole song about? I'm sure gonna try and <laughs> good try bug like I said song is well written he does very well at using imagery using words to paint a picture problem is most often the picture he's painting isn't very interesting point to prove okay you are you are an ugly kid. You are a chubby kid. You got something to prove. He specifically but, talks about how his brother, you know, yeah, like yeah, he specifically yeah. felt like he had to prove something to his brother, you know. Something about the fucking about this album, it got on my nerves. I don't know what it is. It's, it's too like, optimistic sounding for you. It's not that, dude. It's not even that. It's just something. It's so fucking. It's cheesy. Is the thing like. <laughs> He's just you don't like your indie pop happy. You gotta tone down that cheese just a little bit, my dude. My, uh, but yeah, Disco in the Panic Room got my highest rating overall. The songs I got the I gave the lowest ratings to uh, were more towards the end. Now here's a question, actually: If you release an album and it's on Bandcamp, how are you gonna have bonus tracks? I don't know. I don't what know how that works. A bonus track, because the two bonus like, tracks... It's, it's just um, on there. 
Yeah, they're just there. They're just <laughs> tracks. If, if if you didn't have two bonus tracks, it's a nine-track album. It's short. You gotta no, have I, bonus tracks. I only listen to the nine tracks. Yeah, I don't... I don't, oh, you I, missed I, out I don't on do that. Tip. I don't do that. <laughs> so even if if they go ahead and ruin it by calling it a bonus, you're out. Sorry. Yeah, it, 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 you know what? If you wanted it to be a part of the album, you, you shouldn't have called it a bonus track. You Sorry. Know, he absolutely should have because... Uh, the Gulf Coast and Boogie Pete were better than I would say two of the lower rated songs I gave on here. Fucking just the worst one. Be glad I love you. Go to bed. Okay, no, yeah, you're right. That's a that oh, one. That one stretched. God. It stretched the twee Michael Sarah a little bit too much. Where it's like I'm writing a song about, and it's kind of annoying. And now your friends are all annoyed at me too. And she's like, Yeah, I love you. Please shut the fuck up. Why the fuck did I marry this guy? You know, like you can kind of hear I'm that. I'm such a dork. I'm such a fucking nerd. Oh, shut up. Yeah, that, that, that stretched it a little bit. Um, the the songs I got the lowest ratings to were. All Almost, were, were all the last songs after Disco in the Panic Room? Baby Teeth? Uh, oh, no, wait, please don't tell mom. me. Oh, listen to your mom, you didn't like it no, all. Oh, that. come on. I thought that one was really sweet. I thought that one was like, you know, like you said, like, oh, man, you know, uh, my mom told me that I should share, and now I have a problem with, you know, getting out my feelings to anyone. And, you know, my mom told me as a kid I should uh, clean up, and now, you know, I, my life is a mess with, you know, all the stuff I'm not taking care of. Like, I kind of like that little dynamic going on there, you know? And then at I the think- end, it's just like, hey, man, listen to your mom what she tells you you know people try to help you and shit you know like when you're a kid i don't know i thought that was cool i thought if this was on a nickelodeon and cartoon network would sometimes have like music video uh you know in the middle of the the commercial breaks if this was there for like rugrats or something like that come on you couldn't hate that (laughs) if you're watching saturday morning cartoons in the early 90s and fucking totally for kids the comes up and it's fucking bug Sing and listen to your mom. Yeah, I think that fits right in. Um, I was already over this guy at that point, though, and I didn't care for Deserve Me either. I that thought it was that one was cool. That was kind of cool on that one, yeah. Uh, piano Teacher was okay. That was another one I enjoyed. Uh, again, as someone who, you know, used to do a lot of music and was pretty bad at, like, piano and shit. Like, yeah, you know, I felt that embarrassment that he was talking about where he's like, no, I'm trying my hardest. It's just really hard when I'm in front of people who I know are, like, better than me and shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I, I appreciated that sort of, like, sentiment that he was going for, you know? What I wrote down about Piano Teacher, because, again, this is another track where he does the self-aware self-deprecation of the I'm hardly an artist. Uh, the the two notes in my guitar riff, like uh, he's he's down on himself. And then there's like this random guitar solo. It's more interesting than anything you've heard musically up until this point on the album. It's like, whoa, what's this? It's not great, but it's like, huh? So what's going on here? Especially after just saying, you know, how meh. His guitaring, his his guitar playing is that, that was the best he had. He recorded it when uh when everyone was out of the studio that day. <laughs> See, I that's what I initially wrote until I watched the live video of Disco in the Panic Room and realized this is a full fuck band and he didn't play that. <laughs> the, he he plays an acoustic guitar. There's an additional electric guitar player and bassist. He does the least musically. All he does is fucking sing and play 
a little bit of acoustic guitar, and that's really it. What did you end up giving you, boy, Bug? <laughs> I, 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 I gave it a four, man. I, I hate it. <laughs> you gave plenty of love for Bug. I had huh? I, I, yeah. Love Bug. I, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Herbie the love bug in the house. I that, got a two and a half. <laughs> mm. I, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I just don't want to listen to it again. As someone, yeah, as someone who this isn't my normal thing, I, I wasn't too mad at it. I thought it was a nice little, you know, little Starbucks album. You know what I'm saying? Oh, sure. Like, I have never uh, listened to any, any of those albums that they sell in the front. And, you know, n now I know what they sound like. You know, but it's not too bad. I don't hate it, you know. Going into the request by IBXCV requested How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful by Florence and the Machine. And we're fucking staying in with going off. And this time we're going inside. It's been it's been a rough I've been having a rough go of it emotionally lately. It's been rough, man. There's a lot of shit going on. I'm not I'm not I'm not ashamed to fucking admit that. Yo, tell him what goes on, G. <laughs> what goes off? Well, <laughs> this felt like a cleanse of my fucking <laughs> spirit and soul. The album? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I needed this. It was, it was, it was, um, it helped out. You could feel it, the earth moving through you and, you know, man. reinvigorating your spirit. <laughs> now, now, with that being said, I've, I was already no stranger to Florence and the Machine, fucking uh, Florence Welsh. Absolutely love her vocals. I have since the first time I saw them perform at the MTV Music Video Awards, and I want to say 2011, doing, uh... Dog days are over. And I had this experience where I imagine it's like if you're in a public place and you see a ghost or, or a ghost talks to you and you have this meaningful experience and you talk to this ghost, but no one else around you like knew and you're trying to tell them like, no, no, no. I just had this like this really touching and like, inspiring moment talking to this. And they're just like, no, I, I didn't see that person. You must have been making it up. That's how I felt about the Dog Days Are Over performance. I think that was also like when Lady Gaga like fucking blew the roof off the place and there's a whole bunch of other shit. And I don't remember anyone else talking about the fucking Florence and the Machine performance. But I was sitting there with my fucking jaw on the floor. It was so different than anything in pop that I'd heard up, in, up until that point. That it was like, wow, you can actually, you could do this shit in pop music? The fuck is this? It's so out there and artsy and it, it fucking spoke to me and I loved it. My relation to her is basically they were the band that uh, I remember Todd in the Shadows saying in a video back in the day that like, this is the pop band people should be paying attention to. And no one is. No one was. <laughs> I remember like that's specifically what I remember her for. <laughs> like, oh, man, I should check her out. But unfortunately, I don't really listen to that type of pop as much. But if it comes up, I'll definitely listen, you know. Florence and the Machine has a, I, I think it's fair to say, cult following. It's relatively small, not very mainstream, breaks out every so often. I think Florence Welsh was on, I think she had like a feature on a, it was either Calvin Harris or fucking David Guetta. They had a song and Florence Welsh did a, did a vocal feature on it. And oh, like Sia, like, you know. Yeah, I think that's the only time I ever actually heard her on the radio. 
Um, with that said, though, I will be completely honest. The first half of this album is fucking phenomenal. I don't really care for the second half as much. It puts all the strongest fuck, and I can't stress this enough, strong as fuck tracks. And it's not even fair. Fucking ship to wreck into what kind of man? Into how big, how blue, how beautiful? Into Queen of Peace. Queen of Peace, Jesus. It is fucking <laughs> phenomenal. Relentless. And then just, it just gets so fucking, like, Wait, nothing so, memorable so by the end. You didn't like various uh, Storms and Saints with how, like, epic and just weird that one was? <laughs> the last song I really like on this album is Delilah. After that, I don't remember anything about Long and Lost, Caught, Third Eye, St. Jude or Mother. I don't really remember much about those tracks. Yeah, I don't remember as much about, like, most of the tracks that you're talking about, but I do specifically remember Third Eye feeling like that should have been, like, a hit song that I might have heard with, that original lifeline, that original... I really like the ooh ooh I was just like, I feel like I have to have heard this song, this had to have been, like, a hit or something, you know? It had to have been in a fucking movie soundtrack. Yeah, I was like, some sort of shit, you know, directed by, who's that guy, Wes Anderson or some shit, you know? Yeah, I could totally see that, actually. I gotta give it on a fucking silver platter, the big fuck metal to what kind of man is just it's been in my fucking head the what kind of man love oh my god wait what did you say loves like these love like these (laughs) what kind of man loves like these (laughs) what kind of man (laughs) oh man and fucking ship to wreck is so Oh my, oh my god. So I was in love with the, the fucking poetry on this album. Like, as you listen yeah. to it, the first song is really about, like, you know, marine life and being underwater, and, like, I could pull the covers over me, and it'd be, like, pulling the ocean over me, or something like that. Just, like, all of this, like, water imagery, and then, like, as you're listening to it, it's like, oh, she's really talking about a lot about, like, the earth and shit. Like, this is some epic, like, uh, nature documentary, you know? <laughs> but, like, in this epic movie that you would watch that would somehow, you know, make it to the make it to the big screen you know what i mean like and it's like yo when they happen to get florence and the machines the soundtrack it you know like it's that sort of like big epic shit going on oh my god the horns that come in and like w- which song was it was it um was it how big how beautiful how beautiful uh um where it's like the <laughs> fucked it up how how big <laughs> how blue how beautiful where uh like you hear the horns come in early on and you're like oh man that sounds really cool that's a really cool idea i can't wait for that to come back and then at the end of them like no bitch it's really coming back and they like just let the orchestra orchestral thing just take over and i was like oh my god like i felt like i was floating on the clouds that you was talking about you know what i mean i like the instrumental of that track more than the lyrical content um, but man, I'll be completely honest. When you're listening to music like this, I just kind of fucking, you know, I just vibe. Yeah, man. Fucking Queen of Peace on some fucking next level ready for tonight shit. Like, did you catch that? <laughs> you know? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but it felt like the big sister of that. As I was listening to this album, a lot of it felt like this is the big sister of like certain sounds I'd, I, I've heard in pop. Like, uh, like just that Charlie XCX, you know, s- arena big sound it, it feels like she's doing that but cooler you know what i mean <laughs> it reminded me more of uh your girl lord mm. i really like how 
songs like Queen of Peace and Ship to Wreck especially, they're pretty upbeat. If you're just listening to, you know, musically, you know, the fucking... It's just very like, yeah, cool, whatever. But then you listen to it, it's like, oh man, these have like really depressing themes and messages <laughs> if you like actually follow along. Like, Ship to Wreck sounds great. And then it's like, am I, am I just building this ship to wreck? And it's like, am I just building this relationship around me and I know I'm going to fuck it up? Like is is that just what i do and that's what this whole album uh was after releasing two albums in a long-lasting relationship this was the album that came after and it's an album just exploring those feelings of not being in that relationship anymore what i love about a lot of these tracks the the out of nowhere beat switch up we just talk about in what kind of man where it's got like the first couple verses and they're like edited with this dual layer where like the vocals are piled on top of the vocals but they got this weird distortion on it it's like a weird echo and then just after the first couple verses just like the the hard rock just comes in mm, and it's so angry it's so angry and it's so powerful and ooh. Just sometimes it sneaks up on you. Other times you feel it. But more often than not like that and Delilah where you think it's going one way and then just like, no, we're just going to we're not even going to slowly turn that knob. We're just going to crank it all the fucking way, whether you're ready or not. And it works every single time for me. It, It hits it hits just right. Well, I enjoyed uh, Long and Lost a little bit. I, I like the, the chilly, sort of understated feel of it. Felt like I was wading through a cave, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I didn't even hate the second half. I just want to get that out of the way. I didn't hate it. It wasn't as memorable. I, yeah, it didn't hit me as hard as the first half. N- not even really. Not even close. Except for, honestly. come on. That original life, life. <laughs> <laughs> I did dig that. And I liked how Mother kind of sounded like almost like 1970s dude on some Fleetwood Mac shit shit, yes yeah (laughs) that's exactly what I was thinking (laughs) I I okay yeah talking about Charlie XCX or whatever if you're listening to 70s especially Fleetwood Mac and you want to graduate to something a bit more modern (laughs) this is the natural fucking progression of that sound overall I ended up taking away a three and a half It could have been that four, but the second half just didn't fucking land with me nearly as hard as I would have liked. But I I was rocking with that first half just nonstop. I I gave it a four. I I thought I had a solid enough grove throughout. You know, both albums felt a little, uh, well, as even to me, but hmm. You know, I do feel like the first uh, the first album had a lot more personality that was peeking through at you. But this one definitely feel felt like the grander project, you know? I, I just wish the personality with Bug wasn't just fucking a shit-eating grin. <laughs> that's just what I fucking... That's the vibe I get from him. And, like, with this album, it was just, like, punches in the chest. Mm. In, in the sense of both emotion and also, like, you're gonna feel this shit. It's gonna <laughs> rock your fu- Like, you will feel this shit after you listen to it. It's gonna leave a fucking bruise. Um, but that about does it for this week's episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And we hope you're staying the fuck in if you can. 
Yeah, um, man. Obviously, different people have different situations. And if you absolutely can do so, uh, yeah, practice that as, as the people are calling social distancing. If, uh, to be more specific, uh, just do the essentials. And if you need groceries, do that once a week, maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm working on the Aldi's app, you know what I'm saying? Get some cheap oh, foods and shit, you know. Mm-hmm. That shit mm-hmm. delivered. Get you some Clorox, wipe that shit down before you put it in your fridge, you know. Stay in, wash your hands, binge our content. <laughs> the is the is the doing the three exactly do your american civil duty <laughs> <laughs> with all that said if you've got the time and you're wondering what to do with yourself and this just happens to be the first time you've listened to our show mm. i've got some fantastic news there are 230 other episodes for you to listen to look at that online so check out uh, the going off podcast on either itunes soundcloud spotify or youtube you can you can play some catch up in this time and hopefully it will make it it'll make it a little more bearable you can follow us on twitter you can support us on patreon or ko-fi uh all the links are provided we've got our link trees in the in the comment so you could just or in, in the description rather so you could just find all our links you can find the station head you can find the the, the fucking twitch you can find our Twitters, our Patreon, our Kofi, our YouTubes, any way you want to get in contact with us. All that's right there in one convenient place. Exactly. We're doing this for you. But um, until next week for the Going Off podcast. Oh, beans. I didn't mention. Um, if you liked the idea and the concept uh, this week of where, we've re- if we, uh, where we reviewed albums requested by listeners, you can take part. In that very practice by going over to our Kofi or Coffee. That's ko-fi.com slash going off. A one-time $40 pledge gets you an album review. For 50 bucks, we'll review an album that you made yourself. Or, I guess, a friend made. It's just kind of like up-and-coming stuff. Not exactly the mainstream stuff. Just, you know, someone who might be looking for some, uh, some honest critiquing from ya boys. We are here for you for that 50. Show us a Grant face, and it's yours. He's still on the 50, right, Grant? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I haven't really yeah, seen out. a lot of $50 bills in the last couple of mm-hmm. uh, years. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not well acquainted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't exactly know Ulysses. First name, basis. I don't know Ugg that well. I'm, I'm more familiar with Bug than I am. Anyway. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> on that amazing, not at all sour. No, that the highest of notes until uh, until next time. For the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. And be good and listen to your mom. <laughs> hey, young world. It's not cool to look bummy and be a dumb dummy and disrespect your mommy. <laughs> hey, young world, I'm the new Slick Rick. 